G'day and welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Fence podcast. As always, my name is Ben Quagliata and joining me today is a very special guest. No, I'm just kidding. It's Tim Ray again. How are you? I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm back again. Unfortunately, not for the PDC Darts episode, but you know, we'll see. Maybe one day. Like, I can't imagine what the Venn diagram is of people that listen to podcasts and people that care about darts. I imagine it's quite small. It's a very exciting sport. I'm not saying it's not an exciting sport. I just don't think the market's there for a, an audio experience. Of that's great. I've got, I've, got, I've got a lot of takes. Van Gogh and one on the weekend. Are, they, are these all based back entirely back on? Form. Are these all based entirely on your sports bet account? Probably. I mean, <laughs> just quietly. Know anything about darts? The first day of tournaments is great. Heavily favoured guys. It's excellent. Well, I mean, I did see a tweet saying, you know. What's who's one athlete you'd want to see participate in the NFL combine? And someone replied with Phil the Power Taylor. So, (laughs) (laughs) could he just throw a dart 40 yards and that's his that's his dash time? Yeah, but the thing is, he's more accurate than half the quarterbacks in the league. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, but no, today we're here to talk about obviously the start of the season coming up, Formula One. So, we are going to be, I guess. Uh, presenting our takes and predictions for the next 23 races of uh, hopefully unfiltered chaos if the uh, end of last season's anything to go by. Yeah, last season was great. Um, really classic heavyweight title fight. Um, it's a shame the way it ended, but ah. I guess that sort of leads into this season. Well, the, the last time we spoke about uh, F1 was, I really should have looked this up, but it was uh, the mid-season break last year. So just after just after Ricardo had, had won. After um, Ricardo won. Yeah, I think it was three-quarter season. I mean, it's, it was like two weeks after the mid <laughs> It wasn't far. Three-quarter season. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obviously a lot's happened since then. We didn't do, a, I guess, a review of the season. We probably should have, but I guess... Out of disgust. <laughs> protest <laughs> what i guess what was your initial like in the moment if you can recall it like the, just the 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 reaction to what happened at the end of this in the last race i mean honestly i was falling asleep and then i was very confused as to, <laughs> to what was going on i'm sort of like blinking in and out of consciousness because jesus was like um and then like i guess most of the race it's like oh, okay lewis is going to win the title and it's like you know so be it um and then it's you get just get this sort of manufactured race at the end that's not really a, i mean honestly it was probably worse than the belgian one that people were complaining about um i don't know it's, just, it's a weird thing where like max definitely deserved to win the title because he was the best driver over the whole season but yet he probably shouldn't have it was just a bit of a fast to recommence the race in the way that it was. Because, I mean, as soon as they recommenced, it was over. Max was going to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just the, the takes that were coming out of it. And there's a lot of people on both sides of the fence, I guess, depending on, I guess, who you prefer to win. Obviously, I don't think yeah. either of us really cared who, who won. Yeah, that, uh, that's it. That's why I don't like. I'm not a huge. I'm not that I'm not a huge fan of either, but I'm not as much as other drivers, certainly. Yeah, so I guess you've probably got a better memory of the actual because I didn't watch the race live. I just, yeah, you know, I got to a point in the season where I just couldn't be bothered 
Um, it happened after the after the European leg of the season. It becomes really difficult to watch it in Australia. Yeah, like because you're talking like two to four to five a.m.s in the morning on a Monday morning. It's really rough. Yeah. Um, basically, you know, Latifi crashed uh, with you know what nine eight laps remaining, whatever it was, seven laps at the end. Uh, but Latifi crashed, and then. Uh, Verstappen used that opportunity to get some fresh tires on while Hamilton didn't pit. But yeah, I guess because con- he was stuck, he couldn't, he couldn't really do it. No, but the controversy was after that when Michael Massey, the now former race director, uh, they originally weren't going, if correct me if I'm wrong, but they weren't going to allow the lapped cars to unlap themselves. Yeah, because um, it would, I believe, goes against regulation. There, there were a lot of rules that I'm not certain of that were broken and people would say and that it was broken and people complaining that they were broken at the time. Um, and I'm just, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, I understand from it. The thing is, is that these concerns of which you would say, oh, F1 wanted this, shouldn't play into the decision-making at the time and probably didn't. Like, I can't see, like, anybody... Did, did someone seriously from, like, F1 marketing get on the phone to him and say, we need... A dramatic result like it was already dramatic enough as it is so like stuff like people to say stuff like that like oh, I do whatever like i would highly doubt it i mean it's not completely out of the question but like yeah i don't know if it, just the the manufactured way that it had this <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's disappointing as well for max to win like that like i said before because the way that he sort of dominated the season and i mean without i guess the incidents between himself and Hamilton, he would have clearly won the title probably a race or two beforehand. Yeah. He was, he, he threw away points at certain times. You'd say and, uh, wrong process, right result in the end. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but you don't like, to, you don't like to see that happen because Lewis probably should have won in the end. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, know. yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. The, like you said, there was a lot of, Controversy out of it. And obviously, the big issue with that is, um, you know, the lap, there was five lap cars between Hamilton and Verstappen. And that in turn, when they clear themselves, it basically allows Verstappen, who's got fresh tires, uh, uh, fresh fast tires, they're soft compounds, uh, a clear run at Hamilton, who's got, you know, the aging hard compound. Whereas if they had followed the, I guess, the regulations, there would have been a five car buffer at Hamilton. You know, you'd, you'd think defends. Not easily, but he defends it, you know, by the end of it. Well, I'm not even sure there's enough time for Verstappen to even see Hamilton. Like, if they end up resuming it like that, he's got to clear five cars on blue flags. He's not going to do that in one corner. Like, Yeah, no, exactly. There's the, what is it, the Costantina effect that, like, spreads the cars out. Like Constantina? Like, he's got... Is that it? I don't know. People always say it very quickly. I'm not quite sure. Well, yeah, but it's like spell it. Concertino. <laughs> Concertino. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's that's fun. Um, yeah, that that would spread out. And I guess Lewis would have just rolled home, really. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the way that it worked out, he just mugged him on new tyres. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it 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 was it was I guess criticised that Massey made the call to prioritise entertainment over integrity, like competitive. You know, competitive yeah, exactly. fairness. And it's 
you don't need to this is this goes for a lot of the sports that we watch particularly it's like you don't need to manufacture the drama it happens it happens naturally in the sports like you pick a sport that Darts. you know uh, <laughs> drama <laughs> the fifth, you know, the the fifth day, third session of a test match, drama. It's like if it ever gets uh, there. I mean, if it gets there, but you know what I mean. I mean you certainly, it's not short of dramatic finishes. The test I mean, match. I mean, in the current series in Pakistan, the fifth last session of the fifth day could still be the first innings of the first team batting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, handshakes. <laughs> what four wickets in this test? Um, no, but even you know, basketball games come down to buzzer beaters. Yeah. Um, Stuff like that. You don't need. Well, the, the, and, the, and I, I know you don't watch NRL that much anymore, but obviously the grand final came down to the intercept. You know things yes. like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. These things happen naturally. You don't need to manufacture them, and that's why it just makes it feel cheap, artificial, and cheap. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I probably had a better analysis of the thing at the time, but it's. I tend to tune out of F1 for like three months because other than that, it's all hype <laughs> and no substance for like the off-season. It's all... The, yeah. Like, well, I, I, we'll talk about it with testing, I'm sure. But it's, yeah, it's good to sort of tune it out for a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the last note, uh, well, two quick notes on that fallout from last season. Obviously, one of our, it gave one the first point it gave us, you know, a very quotable Toto Wolf saying, no, Michael, no, <laughs> this isn't right. I mean, he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. And that, it, I, I, I'll just tell Toto he can leave my room now. But no, thanks for that. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've done better. Um, and then obviously it also cost... Uh, Michael Massey, his job as the race director, you know, as a, as an Australian into the Formula One, I feel a great sense of nationalistic vengeance. But really, I mean, yeah, was- vengeance or, or embarrassment? No, um, <laughs> I guess that's a bit harsh. I feel like he was already teetering on the way. The way that maybe it was the fact that the the messages from teams and the rules directors at teams to him were being broadcast this year rather than years previously, where this stuff was sort of done. Behind closed doors, but it just felt like yeah, I don't know. There was something every weekend, and he became a massive scapegoat because yes, of that. I think it, because it of was, that airing. Yeah, because it, for it, a lot of these things, he didn't have that. He's like an umpire that just refers his matters to the stewards. Well, yeah, I think, I think people do don't. Re- yeah, I think people don't realize he's not actually a steward. He he's just he's mainly just the conduit. I mean, I know you didn't want to talk about it too much, but in the part of Drive to Survive when he shows up. Even Christian Horner is asking whether he's in these meetings with Like, he is the team principal of a team in the championship fight, and he doesn't even know if the guy that he's talking to is in these meetings making these decisions. It's, yeah, I think there, <laughs> there's probably a lot of misplaced blame on him as well. But, yeah, to be fair, I guess he probably hasn't saved face either. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's, who'd want to be a ref? <laughs> It's any sport. You, yeah. If you make good decisions, nobody notices. But if you make bad ones, everybody just complains about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a shame. He sort of came out of nowhere. Honestly, like I'd never heard of him before. Obviously, also he's trying to replace one of the, like Charlie Whiting was like an institution of F1, basically wrote the rule book. Like, um, are you ever going to win trying to replace that sort of legend in a, in a job that 
has only really ever been him. Um, Diana, it's, it'd be interesting to see what they do from here. If they named the replacement, I don't think so. If they have, I haven't seen um, it. I really don't care. <laughs> probably be another, another. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another person named and then you know a few races in, it's like, oh my god, this guy's just like Massey, and it's <laughs> just the the burden you bear with the position. <laughs> oh, for I, sure. I, I think from memory, I may have seen something in the off-season about that FOM is going to reduce the amount of or completely take them away, the like the whining messages from teams to the race director because, it's frankly, it's not great TV to hear them like that every week. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it, it, it's always... You know, like, oh, in, in my opinion, like Red Bull, with if Max gets hit, like, you know, in my opinion, he should be suspended, you know, the other driver, <laughs> like this, that, like, you know, it just seems like it, it's it's quite rare to have a direct line like that, a direct unfiltered line, more or less, to the decision makers in any sport where there's no real, I guess, um, you know, limit on how much you can say and obviously, you know, radio channels uh, aside, but I guess a lot of that is that other sports aren't as open as F1 was trying to be. And probably there's good reason why, (laughs) but, but also I guess the unique characteristics of F1 that it is literally, you need to bend the rules until they break, like whether they're technical rules, racing rules, stuff like that. Like that is inherently what F1 is. It's about pushing the boundaries of everything in every manner to get the absolute optimal performance out of every aspect of your team. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think I've had, we've had enough about the fight from last year. I'll let you clear your throat while I run Thank through. You. I thought that <laughs> might've muted. Unfortunately it didn't. <laughs> well, I, well, I, like I, no, I didn't hear you like clearing your throat. I just heard like the rasp in your voice. So Oh, okay. Yes. I'm no. getting very angry. <laughs> First the KFC degustation and now this. <laughs> um, there's been a raft of driver changes. So we've got one rookie on the grid, um, Guang Yu Zhou. The wrong I, one. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, the, the wrong one. He's the wrong at, one. He's at uh, Alpha this year. That is correct. Yep. They've, I, I they've... closed the window, so I had to guess. <laughs> so, somebody has paid a lot of money to ensure that. But yes. Yep. But anyway. I mean, it's and... not that. T- yeah. No, you go. No, no, continue. Continue. No, continue. Okay. We'll get the, to him. Yeah. The other, uh, excuse me. And uh, so obviously last year we had three rookies, this year just show, but then also there's a few uh, changes around. So George Russell finally gets his deserved Mercedes seat while Valtteri Bottas is out and he goes to Alpha to be Guangzhou's teammate. So both obviously Kimi Raikkonen retired and Giovinazzi is just a reserve driver now. Uh, Alex Albon returns to the sport with Williams to replace George Russell going to, excuse me, going to Mercedes. And just in the last couple of days with obviously everything that's going on, Haas got rid of Mazepin and the t- the title sponsorship with Ural Kali and Kevin Magnussen is back. Yeah, out, out of nowhere, might I add. Which part's it's out of nowhere? Mag- Magnuson. Back. Yeah, okay. Um, it's sort of a thing where it's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. But it's like, did you, did, did anybody really anticipate that? 
mean, it's not, it's not bad. He was sort of the unfortunate, certainly more than Grosjean the year, the year prior. Yeah. Um, he was sort of carrying the team there, there for a bit while, you know, Grosjean was having a hard time of it. Well, Grosjean um, was busy trying to kill himself. Yeah. Um, I mean, now he's busy trying to win IndyCar races. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. Also, uh, Scott McLaughlin won a race, won the first race of the season. I did see something um, about um, Ricardo trying to get him to do a shoey or like getting getting him to do a shoey like Ricardo. I don't know. I just saw it pop yeah. up about 10 minutes ago, actually. But yeah, I think Magnussen was a victim of, you know, Hass's just situation in general. They just needed money. Well, that's the thing. The last season was all about survival for them. Like they just had to make it through. So then because they'd been really eyeing the, the regulation change and the, the changes to the car chassis regulate um, regulations to the airflow, etc. Um, so they basically punted 2021 before it began. And now essentially it looks like they've just used the Mazepin money for one year. Although yeah, albeit they would have kept him for who knows how long, actually it's sort of world events, but very easy for them to, to drop him. Um, albeit, Yes, they are probably short of money now. Um, and it's yep. still a mystery as to how invested Gene Haas is really in the in the team. Um, I know and Andretti is looking at making a bid and I wouldn't be surprised if they just buy Haas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see Magnuson back, I think. <laughs> we talked about it at the time. They will benefit from his feedback, the experience. Um but he's got to be close to 200 races in F1. Um, let me just confirm or deny that. <laughs> well, okay, while you, while you do 120. that. 120. Yeah, so no. Um, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, Mazepin wasn't long for the sport, just on pure driving talent alone. And then, you, you know, you add in the off track stuff and it's like well yeah it just became very convenient for Haas to and yeah, yeah they probably look they are probably in the financial like the proverbial shitter now but you know optically they it was always going to happen and I don't think they're losing too much sleep over it no well I mean Mazepin he's not, he's not going to let's be real he's not going to find a drive anywhere else unless he's I mean, even financially, I'm, I don't know how Euro Cali is going to keep going, but um, <laughs> just given the state of things, um, they, they make fertilizer, apparently. Did you learn that from the documentary? I learned that from the do- I thought they were, I've been told they were a chemical company. They just make shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think it's, I think it's a bit more to it than just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just literal shit. <laughs> on the racetrack and for the fields. <laughs> I think there's a bit more nuance to the situation. Oh, there absolutely <laughs> is, but it's just, just it's funny because they've the, always been they're in the, they're in Siberia in the farms just shoveling horse shit <laughs> onto the back of these trucks and then transporting it across the world. Oh <laughs> this is the finest Russian fertilizer <laughs> from the stables of Siberia. But it's, yeah, you hear about Russian chemical company and then you're thinking, you know, like... Call of Duty level, like... Yeah, like possibly nuclear, like high-end stuff, right? <laughs> and then it's fertilizer. But anyway, 
Um, geez, uh, that episode did not shine brightly on the Mazapins. Oh dear. And then they made it. They made. I don't like you said. I, we, we don't want to talk about the documentary the whole time, but like the creative license with the documentary to make it Mazapin finishing eighteenth as the as the up and up. You know, this is the good end to the episode. Yeah, I don't. Eighteenth. Yeah. Ahead of Mick, who didn't finish, and Latifi, who didn't finish. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even. I yeah, I think I'm only up to that episode, but I like I've watched it. I don't even remember that race. So like, to, it was like not like watching it again, but I couldn't remember what happened, and I didn't go back and look. So I'm just yeah. watching it. And I'm thinking like, do you like get like like twelfth or thirteenth? Or something? he scraped something, and then yeah. I and then, and then it's like yeah. Well done, but they even prefaced it earlier. They said that Mick was retiring, so they. It's like yeah, I don't know. That's dude, you came last. <laughs> it's yeah, but I get anyway. Back to Magnuson. Um, Is there anything more? Not, well, I guess not, because that's sort of the good thing about Magnuson. He's just sort of consistent, never making. Uh, I guess he was he was in the car when Haas were at their best. So if they're able to drag anything out of this, you know, supposed everything they've thrown at 2022, what, what I guess he's the guy what, that's had 2019 that year. The year that they were they were really pushing above their weight, where they were four and five in Australia and that had the double retirement. Um, yeah, I think, I I think, think it was they, they ended up finishing like they had several finishes of like five and six. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was 19. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I guess personally probably would have gone with another rookie just so then you can, you know, try and nail down the talent. But it's, it's you're in a weird spot as Haas because realistically, are you going to be competing for championships, especially on the, t- the timeline and the financials being so shaky, I guess? It's like at a certain point, I think I've said this before about Gene Haas, like what are you in the sport for? It's like, it's all good to say that you want to win, but like you need to spend and then you need to, I don't know. It's just, they just scream midfield at best to me. And there's nothing wrong with being that, but it, yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Yeah. 2019 Haas had 28 points. Um, Maybe was it eight? Was it 18? Well, the, the, in that year, one, Magnus, one, they, they came sixth in Australia, seasons. but one of them retired. And then a couple of other oh, okay. like half decent results. Yeah. Well, even in those years all sort of melt yeah. together. Twenty. Oh no, sorry. Yes, twenty eighteen. They came fifth. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety three points. I I guess they have Mick in as their sort of you know young star. He's oh, on yeah. the Ferrari. Twenty eighteen was the first um drive to survive year, wasn't it? Yeah, the rock stars. Yeah. That um, was that but- was that race. That was that race. Yeah, 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 that was the Brendan Hartley year. <laughs> the Brendan Hartley, that's what you remember that for. Um, and any, anyway. But yeah, yeah, they've got Schumacher in as their Ferrari guy, so I guess you're probably not going to add another, but like, I, maybe well, they would have looked at... Yeah, I, I think we both wanted yeah, like pipe dream of Piastri. Well, I think Piastri might have been difficult given the associations, but maybe even someone like Eilat. Um, again, given world events, I don't know whether Schwartzman would have been difficult... Um, and then I guess Teo Porcher is maybe another another option there. But it all, a lot of those would have felt awkward given the fact that Piastri is just sort of sitting there. Like, 
you know, people hype up every, you, you, huge hype on guys that win F2 and F3 back to back as rookies. You know, all the every everybody else to do it is on the grid at the moment, except for the guy that did it most recently. Um, <laughs> and there are guys, there are guys in his F2 class that are in F1s. Uh, so it's yeah, it's on. It's such a show. Just show at the moment, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll wait and see what happens from there. I mean, before, um, I guess, before we... I guess, the, the, yeah, there's also been F2 winners that aren't in the sport either. I guess DeFreeze maybe could have been a, an option for the half seat, but he's, you know, he's, he won Formula E last year, so doing pretty well. <laughs> um, I guess we'll touch on Joe quickly before we get to the other, the bigger driver changes, but do you have any expectations for him this year? He's not a terrible driver. By no means. It's just it's an issue when there's he can drive. Yeah, yes, he. I'm sure he has a he has a special special class license. I know. Otherwise, they would not let him in. Um, Past his uh, what is it? Has a perception test. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he's not a terrible driver. He, you know, long haul in in F two. I think he had he had three seasons, and so I think he had a, he actually may have won more races last year than Piastri or equal. Um, but yeah, by no means is he any is any a mug or anything. Um, I've heard the comparison before they had a very similar F2 career to Latifi, which is about right. Um, several years in F2, reasonably competitive, never at the top of his class, but has made the leap into F1 given the sort of financial connections. Um, I guess, yeah, we'll just see how he goes. Like you said, I don't, I don't think there's a terribly high expectations um i wouldn't be surprised if he gets slapped by bottas um <laughs> you know for, for as much as it feels like valtteri has been asleep at the wheel for the last couple of years the last time he was in a mid midfield car he was excellent he was incredible in the williams when the williams was you know competitive for podiums um so i would expect him to barring any you know force majeure events going crazily i would expect him to handedly beat uh, Joe, and I guess we'll just sort of see what I guess we'll hear more about it during the season. What the situation's like in terms of the the money? Like, is there a point at which it's going to run out, and then that'll be it for him? Um, that yeah. might even depend on how mar- how marketable he is in China. Like, if China sees his ridiculous growth in F one, then obviously he's got a seat locked up for the next couple of years, no question. Um, um, just quickly, Joe won four F, uh, F2 races last year. Piastri won five. Oh, there you go. But again, sorry, the six. It's actually... sorry. sorry, Piastri won six. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was a fight between Piastri and, and Joe, and then Joe ended up finishing third. Um, so Schwartzman ended up finishing second, right? Yeah, a bit, bit like the Weber title fight in 2010. He was like the leader, and then he ended up finishing third. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I've got. I, I mean, again, a lot of this stuff is very hypothetical before the season begins. Um, yeah, I don't know how you. What's a good season for Joe? Because I mean, the Alfa Romeo might not be a terribly great car. Yet I feel like they've got a driver that's certainly going to pull it into points finishes. Um, Yep. Again, and, just sort of gonna gonna have to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, we might as well finish up this this bit with Bottas, you know, before we go on to the other two. But 
Yeah. Uh, not not necessarily a fall from grace, but it's it's going to be a a, a a hearkening experience for him after, I mean, maybe underperforming with the car he had. So not necessarily being at the front of the grid the whole time. But, I mean, if you look at the, the championship last year and, you know, the two alphas finished uh, 18th and 16th, you know, combined for 13 points. <laughs> yeah. Um. I imagine Bottas, I, I would hope that I imagine Bottas I will shit house his way into like better than that by himself. But it's probably going to be a rough. I, I think season. he's I think he's probably going to be better than Kimmy. I thought you were going to say that Bottas is going to he's going to shit house his way into a podium and then he's going to go off on the radio about everybody not <laughs> believing in him. <laughs> no, no, I don't have that much faith in him. Um. But yeah, I think the fact that the expectation is probably not going to be there for him anymore. And it's the only way is forward now for him rather than why aren't you in third and why aren't you there to help Lewis win? Or, you know, um, like, yes, they won the constructors, but it wouldn't have even been close if Bottas was any, you know, had driven to the car's potential. Um, I guess the same goes for Perez just quietly. Um, not that he had a terrible season by any stretch, but yeah. Um I don't know. I guess it's it's not terribly exciting, but it's it's cool that he's going to get this sort of chance at redemption. A bit like Vettel, I think, had last year at, at um, Aston. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the yeah. Uh, well, do you think he's going to get a podium in the Alpha? I mean, it's not like as we've seen the last two years. Nothing's impossible in F1 at the moment. You know, we've seen guys like Esteban Ocon win a race. We've yeah. seen Pierre Gasly win. Be insane. We've seen Pierre Gasly win a race. We've seen Daniel Ricciardo win a race. Um, we, Those cars seen... are all handedly better than the, <laughs> than the Alpha. I guess if you were you going to say Russell got a podium, yeah, asterisk in the in the in the Williams. Yes, that was in that was in the heavy wet, and that Williams was better than the Alpha last year. I don't know. We'll we'll see, but I would not bet for it. <laughs> He's got twenty two, maybe twenty three chances. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll be in those races. He he will finish within seventeen spots of the podium. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be better than that. Well, do, or do, well, I guess we'll talk about this when we come to testing. Actually, yes, I'll leave that point for then. Um, quickly, Alex Albon is back. Yay. Yeah, I guess. Just another I mean, un- yeah, he had a, uninspiring. I guess, uh, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing where it's like, oh, Albon had a really rough go of it at Red Bull when it's like they tore Gasly out of the car after like 10 races. <laughs> um, I mean, that's not Albon's fault. And like, yes, he has he has the ability. He probably does deserve to be an F1. Um, maybe just on the fringes. If you had absolute, I talk about this all the time. If you could pick just the 20 best drivers. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, yeah. I think he's proven enough that he probably does eke into that just. Although we say this, I think we bring this up every time we talk about F1, you say like the 20 best drivers. And then we think of about 25 people. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, where's, um, where's Stoffel Van Dorn? Yeah, Exactly. Uh, well, Where's, I mean, I, I take Albon. I take Albon over Latifi. 
I can't. So there's this one. Yeah, I can't even say my boy anymore because of current world events. Your boy, Kvyat. Oh, well, that's, that's well, please don't say his name. Oh, so your boy, Vitali Petrov. Sure. There's a name. Yeah, um, there's a name. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Is Yano truly on the phone? I love it. He's got a, he has one win. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um. Anyway. Well, I think I think what we've proven. I he think does. It, sorry, he has a poll. I'm sorry. Wait, no. Yes, he does have a win. Why did they put Formula E before? Uh, I don't. Yes, he does have a win. <laughs> um, on Albon, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he tracks against what Russell did last year, because Russell's and Russell's obviously a better driver than um, than Albon. No I question. I don't think that's a particularly controversial take. No, that's that's the coldest take you've had. Uh, it's not cold. It's lukewarm. Um, <laughs> it's not lukewarm. <laughs> freezing. Well, well, no, freezing implies it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Um, my point is, we, we've seen Russell drag the car to obviously that asterisk podium, but then consistently qualifying a uh, uh, Q3. Yep. Or, uh, or like, 11th is his yeah yeah it's his <laughs> yeah. sweet spot it's do you think that's a fair benchmark for Albon to to assess himself against no <laughs> I think I think no well I mean he was judged against Max when he was at Red Bull and that was awful I don't think you know coming into a new car and judging him against you know we're talking potential world championship contender level talent um, I think just this season, if Williams are fine with it, beat Latifi and then we'll see what happens from here. Because I guess that's the, the, I guess it's sort of a Gasly, very similar. It's a sort of a similar situation to Gasly, but Gasly is obviously rebounded better than I guess anybody would have ever expected. Yeah. Um, I mean, the guy, the guy won a race after being done by Red Bull. Um but it's, yeah, I guess it, beat Latifi, see where you go from there. And then sort of, I guess, what's the what's the best case scenario for Albon? Is it that he be, gets picked up by Red Bull to be the two again? I don't know. Would, would he want um, that? Well, that is what well, I, I guess he's, has he, he's retained his, I'm pretty sure he's retained his Red Bull ties. Or is yeah, that wrong? I, I'm I can't trying, remember. I don't know. I can, my internet has... For some reason, Zoom is working fine, but my internet is like not letting me Google things on the fly. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> flying, I'm flying blind here for the next few minutes while I fix it. So we'll just keep for but some it's, reason. It's sort of yeah. Well, I'll just keep talking, I guess. But it's it's sort of like yeah. Where does he? What is the? Additive, but it's yeah. Can you repeat those know, last like two sentences? I did that. That was my cutout bit. That was <laughs> your was, cutout bit. As I was changing my internet um, source. <laughs> so yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's like I said. It's it's a similar situation to Gasly. We'll just we'll have to wait and see how he responds. Yeah. Again, I'd I'd hazard that it's not going to be quite as strong as Gasly, and that's probably an even more interesting thing because it's like, where does Gasly go from here? Because this guy is clearly. You know, you know, we're talking top half of drivers in F1. He's had this issue with Red Bull. Is he necessarily going to want to 
go back. I guess Red Bull themselves probably see him as just we'll keep him at AlphaTauri. This guy's amazing. He drags the car up maybe better than anybody else on the grid at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what happens there? I guess there's he Alpine. <laughs> <laughs> but then we need, we need Piastri. And we need, well, I mean, we need Fernando to retire. And yep. then <laughs> Piastri in there. Well, what, what's going to happen know. is Fernando's going to do a, he's going to retire and he's going to do a Tom Brady. Like, you know what? I was at home for two months. Turns out I hate my family. I'm coming back. Well, he's already done that once. <laughs> ah, but he's, he's already out. basically retired. But he was out for I want, a, I want him to. I want him to chase the Triple Crown again. That was great. He, he was out for like a year or two last time. Not literally like six weeks. He should have. I tell you, he should have stuck at IndyCup. I think he, by now, I think we would have been talking about him potentially winning. It's not that it's not good to have him back in F1. Um, and I'm sure it's great for Alpine, although it sounds like their car's a bit of a bit of a boat this year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think he, I wouldn't have been surprised. I don't think anybody would have been surprised if he started really competing for, if he'd stuck with McLaren and their IndyCar program, which have started, started to become really successful. Um but I guess it's always there. I, I think he'll probably, once he's done with F1, he'll, he'll look at trying to win that Indy 500. Um, if he does it, it'd be incredible. But yeah. Yeah, because obviously he's, he's got, has he got, he's got Le Mans, hasn't he? He's got Le Mans. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Le Mans. I think the Le Mans. Le Mans. <laughs> Juan Pablo Montoya, who raced for Williams in the, the early 2000s, he has won Indy and he has won Monaco. So he's technically uh, – wait, has he won Monaco? Has he won Le Mans? He's got two of them, and there's a chance that – yeah, I know. We're Googling. Everybody's yep, Googling. I, I can, I can, yeah, I can yes, Google again. Yeah he, he won, yeah, he won Monaco in 2003. So, yeah, if he wins Le Mans, he might beat Fernando to it. Um, is he still going? That's a fun. He? I think he races in India every year. I don't know whether he really cares about it or wants to do it. But I guess when Fernando was going for it, it sort of came up that like, hey, look, this guy's got two of them. Um, <laughs> maybe he should... Montreux just to... exists to, to crash into Fernando every indie race. <laughs> I mean, just quietly, what a career. And he, he drove less than 100 races and he was like sort of the champion minus Schumacher for a bit there. Montoya. Yeah. Yeah, he's only been there for five years. Six years. Yeah. There you go. Well, I think we we need to talk about, you know, I've, I've left the best for last on this section. Thank you. I think I think it's time to talk about I couldn't even think of a joke because I've already used up all the other guys. George Russell finally getting his deserved Mercedes drive. His full time Mercedes drive, I should say. I swear to God, if the Mercedes is not competitive anymore, <laughs> like, Jesus, because this has been one, maybe two seasons too late. I know they talk about it with, oh, it was a tough decision, whatever, but it's like, if George was in the car last year, Lewis is the world champion. I don't think, because there were how many races? But Bottas is, it, is like just whiling away in like sixth. Just Bottas is no, nowhere, and they don't like Max just drives away because the Mercedes can't duel the strategy 
and force them into something. I, this, the same can be said about Perez, right? If he was consistently in third, Red Bull win the constructors easily, yeah. and then Max wins comfortably, also. Um, so yeah, it's as I said. Geez, I hope that it, this isn't too late because I mean, yeah, Mercedes have been typical really underrate the car during testing but what if they're not lying this time and the car <laughs> isn't necessarily that good it'd be like wow we george russell staked his whole career on getting to mercedes at this point and it's at the end of their absolute dominant run and, and they've given yeah, him a lemon it's just yeah i don't know but yeah, if they it fills, are, the car, it fills you. It fills you with angst because because this is your entire motorsport reputation, which is admittedly very but, small. But I mean, yeah, but it's. I mean, I was right. That's why it's. it's a bit, <laughs> I mean, yeah, when he didn't win the no, no, I will say, yeah, well, obviously it was disappointing when he didn't win the race in Sakir when he was in the Mercedes. But geez, that was vindicating. It's like I don't know how they didn't change immediately after that for the season for the next season because it's like. Man, he gave him three days of prep. He came in and he basically whipped Bottas. Other than obviously, Bottas got the got the pole. Fair enough, um, fair play there. But like that was Russell's race to win. Um, ironically, won by Perez and ended up saving his career. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, as Russell finally ascends to the the seat, and I mean, if this goes well, this is that's his seat for the next. 10 years, you know, he, he put in the Lewis shift. Um, you know, if it all goes to plan, he, he becomes the 1A once Lewis is, whenever he's ready to to say he's done. But I think this is good also for Lewis. Uh, for as much as it's like, yeah, you need a teammate that's going to help you and get a move aside for you and whatever. Russell's the kind of guy that's going to push Lewis to, to be better, to be faster. He's going to need to. He can't just, not that Lewis phones in anything, but expect to beat Bottas every weekend. I don't think you can necessarily do that with George. No. Um, and like like I was saying before, if George can consistently be in third, regardless of who is first or second, whether it's whether it's uh, Verstappen or, or Hamilton, that instantly gives Mercedes that strategic edge that they were that they've sorely missed um, in the, the first season that they really needed it. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, like you touched on the amount of times that, and yeah, it was both ways, but Lewis is, you know, holding off Verstappen pretty well. Verstappen, like, and the commentators are always like, oh, there's this Amazon powered overtake difficulty of eight out of 10, and Verstappen's on his tail. And the, where's Bottas? Oh, he's ninth. <laughs> Just like a little hesitation there. It's like, oh, where's Bottas? Uh, he's uh, uh, 11th. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the importance of a, a dual strategy with that second driver. And I think a lot of people seem to think Bottas was not necessarily a yes man, but just a guy who was good enough to win races, you know, on his day when things broke his way, but not good enough to threaten any potential ego that Lewis might have. Whereas Russell, I think, is a bit of a step up in, in that secondary respect, obviously. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing with Bottas where he's an incredible front runner, but once he's sort of down in the pack, there's not that sort of special quality that 
Lewis has, Max has, um, a few others on the grid have. I'm not going to go through everybody on the grid, but like Ricardo, those. <laughs> I mean, to a certain extent, yes. Um, yeah, the. <sighs> I think Russell has that certain quality where he's not going to be if Russell. Russell, I don't think he's going to get stuck in like seventh behind Gasly. It's just not a not a <laughs> thing. There's sort of races where, like we say, where Bottas is nowhere because he gets stuck behind and then he ends up. And it's always Gasly. I mean, Gasly, Gasly drives a semi trailer. <laughs> <laughs> everybody always gets stuck behind him. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, th- I think Russell, Russell, Russell has that, yeah, that special quality that that X factor of cutting through the field, and I think that's where you see the guys that are just a different level. Yeah, and it's like you said, it's not not that Bottas is a mug by any means, but it's yeah, I think he was obviously just a tier below the the guys at the absolute top. Um, and it was, I mean, racing against Lewis every weekend, I'm sure that wears you down. And it's awful because it's, he's always going to beat you. And you have no, you know, you're putting in your absolute best. You have no, no idea how this is happening. You just, you know, you're expected to be, you're in the best car and you're expected to be at the front. Um, and I think we saw that wear on, particularly as the seasons went on. Uh, I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but what has certainly seemed to win less as his Mercedes tenure went on. Um, well, he won one race season, last year. Yeah. A season or two there where he was sort of the quote-unquote title challenger, um, and he, he won a few. Um, but it, it always seems like qualifying was better better with him, particularly in the Mercedes. Um, versus, yeah, that just sort of issue with getting, getting stuck in the pack. Um, but, yeah, I guess getting back to the main thing, um, presumably, you know, if the, everything pays off and nothing goes horribly bad, having Russell there is a is significantly better for Mercedes. Do you think Russell outperforms Bottas for in this year points wise to like to what bot? Obviously, yes. This year, I'd hope Russell would outperform Bottas. Considering yes, I mean, <laughs> Russell's yeah, driving a Mercedes and Bottas is driving a, a, a Fisher and Price wagon. Um, <laughs> no, Bottas had two twenty six last year. Do you think Russell beats that? I mean, obviously, it'll depend on whether Mercedes is what number car they are. So they were the second best car last year. If they're still the second best car, then I would, I would say he should beat that. Um, yeah. Handedly, okay. I guess. Yeah, because so Bottas last year, one race win, uh, four poles, and then two, three. I was counting 11 podiums, if I've done that right. So not a, not, not a bad season, but... No, not a, not a terrible season. He just wasn't there when he needed to be. A lot of those thirds are very distant thirds. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, not... <laughs> Not factoring thirds. Um, I think with Russell, yes, you would you would hope that he beats that. But also, I mean, the debut win has got to be happy. It's going to happen sometime this season, right? I would be surprised if it didn't. And I guess I think the only reason that it wouldn't is if 
Mercedes have stuffed up something with the changes and they're not, they know, they're, they're pulled at 20, uh, early 2010s Red Bull when they changed to the hybrid era and Red Bull suddenly weren't competitive. Um, so what, 2014, yeah. 13? Was it 20, was it 2014, 13? Well, third, it wasn't, um, wasn't 10 to 13, the Vettel years, like the, the four straight. Yeah, is it 10 to 13? I wasn't sure whether it was 14 or 15 that I was talking about. But yeah, the first year that Red Bull was suddenly, whoa, um, what's happened? And yeah, the turbo hybrid era began in Mercedes dominance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it is car depending. But like I said, I, yeah, you'd hope so. And the debut winner certainly comes. I mean, just the way that he races, he's a, he's a winner. Um, you can see it. Like with a number of other the young guys on the grid, and he might be the best of them. So, so if you were to put money on it now, do you, he wins a race. Yes. <laughs> well, I think this leads twenty three chances. This yeah, this leads nicely into you know talk, you're talking about <laughs> whether Mercedes are posturing or if it's they're actually not as good this year. I feel like you take more notice and pay more attention to testing than, or definitely than I do. Yeah. Um, so what are your takes out of that? I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know if they're serious or not. Everybody's saying that Ferrari's good, but I feel like that's also a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like to, to, to assume Ferrari confidence is very dangerous. Uh, well, confidence in, from the management point of view certainly not the driver pairing i think if they if they get the car right geez they'll be they'll be very hard to beat um but i mean i guess the the talk is that ferrari seem to be very impressive um i think that there hasn't been any negative spin about red bull says a lot and they might actually they might have increased the gap on mercedes if that's the case because i think it turned out that they probably had a better car last year than mercedes um, it's hard because you've got Max and Lewis and we talk about guys in the midfield that drag the cars, but geez, it happens at the top as well. Um, I mean, it just, if you look comparatively at the performance between Max and Perez and Lewis and Bottas, um, but yeah, I think the fact that they haven't necessarily heard too much about Red Bull struggling or whatever is the fact that their tests have gone as expected would seem that they've done well. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that Lewis is saying that Mercedes might not be competitive for races, well, I don't th- I think you can take that with a grain of salt. Um, but at the same time, what if what if they're not lying? And it's, yeah, they haven't necessarily nailed the changes. We saw some weird designs at testing. They had a car without side pods. That was yep. interesting. Yeah, um, I saw that. I mean, I can't really tell you the effect of that, but... Um, oh, come on, must out the, the engineering degree. It's above the pay grade, that one. <laughs> um, but I guess, yeah, I guess we didn't even talk about the regulation changes in the sense of the way that F1 have designed the cars is that they should be able to follow closer. So one would hope that there is the possibility of more wheel-to-wheel racing on track. Um, again, the best thing about F1 is there's all this talk Oh, so not, not maybe not the best thing. One of the unique characteristics of F1 is that there's all this talk beforehand and then suddenly it's real on the track and this is just sort of, this is the season, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very, very unique like that. 
whereas you know other sports you can player changes team pick any any sport and it's like well well i think they're gonna be good look at look at the roster (laughs) okay well i mean there is a world cup of darts two-man teams (laughs) but but yes um yeah regulation changes hopefully the arrow is sorting itself out easier to easy to follow um i think the i did watch like an engineering analysis and i understood about half of it Uh, maybe less (laughs) less, maybe less than that but the idea is that whereas previously the dirty air was being spewed straight back onto the car cars within five to six seconds now the idea is that the the new front wings spew the dirty air up allowing clean air a clean air pocket of like at car level that would follow Um, well that's always been famously mercedes issue maybe that's just partly because their drivers are never in the pack but that's always been well that's the sort of thing why design a car to follow another car if you're always going to be at the front yeah or maybe have has considered that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the thing with the thing with Haas is that uh, Schumacher finished second in one of these testing things. So, what the hell are we supposed to make of that? <laughs> have they have they just they absolutely slummed it for a year, and now they put all this money into? Granted, there is a cost cap, but teams did prepare for this um, by you know spending on the side and developing on the side. If they masterstroked it by preparing for this year two years in advance, it's not like they'd catch anybody off guard. Everybody knew this was coming. I'm sure the huge teams had teams of people devoted to 2022, you know, last year and before that. Um, but I guess they're another wild but, but card ha- as well. But for Haas, that was their entire team. Yes, working on the. <laughs> and they just rolled out. The, they rolled like... out. Um, they rolled out the RV from that Robin Williams movie last year. <laughs> well, I was going to say they, they Mazepin gets given his car, and he's like, "Why does it say Magnuson on the side?" <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so, sorry, sorry. This is a 2022 concept model. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, I guess they're they're a bit of a wild card. They shouldn't be as bad. Surely not. It would be something if they were as bad as last year. Well, they um, they, they scored. They didn't score last year. I put the thing open in front of me. Actually, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. I think Mick finished twelfth at one one stage. Yeah, he finished twelfth uh, in Hungary. Yeah, and uh, a solid thirteenth at Baku. Was it? There was like a five car pileup in Hungary. <laughs> so yes, that's why he finished twelfth. Well, I mean that was the race Ocon won. So yeah. Um. Yeah, sorry, guess, that, yeah. that race. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> that race. I, I would say that race, there were cars in front of him that retired, but all the cars are in front of him. Um, <laughs> Bottas, Perez, Norris, and Leclerc. Leclerc all retired, and Vettel got disqualified. Although that was after the race, wasn't it? Because he did technically finish second. He was fighting for the win at one point. I don't remember. I'm blanking. It was the it was the race where Lewis was the only one on the starting grid because everybody came in to change tires. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember it rained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows with Haas? I mean, it's the same thing with all you hear like little whispers like Alpine has not done well for again for I bring this up all the time. Renault have so much money, they make their own engines, and they're just. That's, I don't know. It's it's a mystery why they're not like the third or fourth team. I just remember um, the other the other funny part of that Mazepin, like the, his best contribution to an F one team was like picking the rain, like too much for everyone else. Ah uh, yes, 
and then he finished 18th. Yeah, they they showed as like highlight footage of Mazepin, they showed him unlapping himself. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I did know. I I thought to myself, oh, that's a good overtake. And then it was like, and he's unlapped himself. Oh, okay. (laughs) Again, watch the race, but don't remember it. But yeah, uh, potential Alpine problems. Um, apparently, McLaren have a brake issue. Who knows? And that's probably I Ricardo's guess, fault. Swaying some people to um, pick Ferrari over them again. It's hard to judge whether this Ferrari is going to Ferrari's the best car is serious or not. Because I feel like that's just a joke that Mercedes and Red Bull would have. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, it's a it's a lot of wait and see. Um, I don't think the order is going to be as as much as there's changes to you know substantial changes to the car. I'm not sure necessarily there's going to be this radical shift. I don't. I don't think you're going to see Williams winning races, are you? Like, no. Well, yeah. what I would say is I'd say for what they've for for their lineup and I guess all that Aston Martin had a pretty disappointing year last year. I think it's fair to say by their own standards, do they look better? Yeah, I haven't heard a lot about it. I think Vettel had like a good year, but like it didn't reflect. I think the, the thing is he got a second place disqualified. So that takes away. Well, he got, he got he second. Finished? He was second at Baku. Yeah. And then he would have finished second in Hungary. Um, I remember it being just a petty reason that he got DQ'd. Was it, the, um, uh, was it that he couldn't make it back to the pit? Yeah, I think it was a fuel related issue. Um, but like that's that's but 18 I mean, points we've, seen, he we've got. seen we've seen people like needed to get towed back to the thing anyway they were fine yeah I know I remember bringing this up to you about I thought it was a rule that you needed enough fuel to provide it that you had to complete it and then provide a sample but apparently it's only provide a sample so I don't know again rule book it's too like I mean the teams hire lawyers and people to read the rule book and their only job is read the rule book and they, and still, like, get they, still, they still get it wrong <laughs> because it's about the interpretation of the rules um actually even with the Vettel was sort of like the he was on like the watershed of finishing places so even with the 18 he still would have finished behind Ocon um in 12th but yeah, I mean, it yeah. would have meant, would have meant that he handedly beat Stroll, of which you would expect. I guess Stroll's just sort of becoming like you don't really notice him anymore, so it's not <laughs> there are bigger problems on the grid in terms of guys <laughs> that don't deserve to be there, and it's and I mean it's a bit harder if you own the freaking team <laughs> rather than rather than if you're paying the team. Um, yeah, to get rid of him. Yeah, I mean his best contribution of the season was when there was. Do do you remember seeing the Lance Stroll? Um, the highlight, like there was like an overtake for the lead and then his, his like highlight clip came up where it shows him like crossing his arms and it says Lance Stroll or whatever. And then, the, oh God, well, I can't remember what it was on. Nah. You don't remember? Nah. You'll have to send me it's that. Like when he, he like interrupt the, yeah. Now there was some good you know gear how- on the video boards. Anyway, anyway, yeah, that's, that's a, all I've really got for testing. It's, it's very a, inconclusive. This is a preview, not a review, sir. Yeah, I know. I mean, is it is it a preview? Well, it's a, it's a degustation. 
Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, if you've got no more testing takes, we'll, we'll move on to the, the tracks and I guess the calendar in general. I think the first bit of news is there's 23 races this year. Well, asterisk. So there was meant to be 23. Obviously, FY, well, the FIA have binned the Russian Grand Prix, Grand, yeah, Grand Prix this year. So it's down to 22 right now, but there's you seem to think that they might still add another race in. Yeah, I think Turkey is always available. Um, they're just there. <laughs> they're just, like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just waiting. Turkey's like, to, um, Turkey's like this. Turkey's like a the Hilltop Hoods at a festival for the last minute. Like, oh, shit. Um, big international actors pulled out. <laughs> just get the, hill, get the Hilltop Hoods in. <laughs> um. I understood that reference. Yeah, I thought you might. Um, <laughs> well, it's, yeah, well, we're going back to Emily. I mean, we're not, but the <laughs> F1 is. No, we're um, there. We're there. I mean, I've never... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know where Emily is like, in, Italy, in Italy. Fake Italian. It's in New Jersey. <laughs> it's, it's, it's New Jersey. Uh, it's in San Marino, isn't it? No, it's near San Marino, but it's, yeah. Okay. But it, it was tokenistically called the San Marino Grand Prix. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just, just north. Well, I think just because Turkey have done it before is sort of like... Anyway, yeah, talk, in... talk about that, not where Imola is. They're the, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a great track, Istanbul Park. Um, I'd, I'd assume other, if they really want to get it to 23, they could just hold another one in Austria again. They seem to love doing that. And we always seem to get, I really, I, I like Spielberg. Um, you always seem to get a decent race there. I'm sure Red Bull will enjoy that if they get a second one. Um, yeah. I guess other options would be, it's a, a, I was saying to you before this, it's a shame that how the hell is there no German Grand Prix? They have yeah. like, they have two excellent tracks and they're not, neither of them are on the calendar. Um, so maybe if they could get something sorted out, it really depends on if they want to push it to 23 because just, it was at 23 or whether they would just, they were at 23 because that was sort of what they'd ended up with. I guess if other races get canceled due to any like COVID related things, which you would hope we're sort of past that now, certainly. Um, yeah. I mean, we're looking at full stadiums for everything now, aren't we? Um, yeah. So yeah, bar- barring that sort of, you know, force majeure event. I guess they would just stick at twenty-two, but yeah, if they were if they were to add one and a, and a new one, I would assume it's Turkey. Um, maybe they'd go back to Qatar. Maybe um, it just seems odd, and I know like the nationalities of the drivers doesn't really make a difference, but it seems odd that like the, the at worst second best driver of all time and another like multiple world champion are both German, and they're like you know what, nah, you don't get a home race. Well, I think it's like an issue with the the rights holders to the event. Also, also, sorry, but obviously it would be the home race for like the 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 dominant force of F one at the moment, save last year. It's insane that like Mercedes don't just like force them to have it because you know Spielberg is literally called the Red Bull ring. <laughs> it's yep. it's insane that like Mercedes don't have their counterpart event like their event is essentially silverstone which is shared with basically every other team <laughs> yeah, except like it's what? it's except, I except mean, red bull house and alpha tari and ferrari 
I mean, frankly, you know, Red Bull, they're in, they're in the Valley, Milton Keynes anyway. Like, <laughs> Silverstone is just as much their home race as it is for Mercedes anyway. Probably more. It's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it's a shame because, I mean... I did always find that funny, but like, oh, it's X's home race, like in Silverstone, like, aren't like all the teams based in England? Like seven of them? Yeah, I mean, it just makes financial sense to me. Um. But yeah, we've got to get Hockenheim on Nürburgring. I do like that it's like, yeah, it's like seven teams are in England, then there's like like two in Italy, and then just randomly Haas is in like North Carolina or something like that. Wasn't Alfa Romero based in Switzerland, aren't they? Oh, sorry. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Sorry. Six. I forgot. Because Alfa Tauri's, is Alfa Tauri in Italy? They're in Italy, aren't they? Yeah. 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 And Um, then Ferrari, obviously, and Alfa Romeo. I think Haas have like obviously UK facilities because um even Alpine's in England, aren't they? Or are they in France? I don't know. <laughs> I think that maybe. Well, there, there's someone who doesn't deserve a home race, and it's Renault because their tracks dog shit and their team's even worse. Um, I mean their their tracks horrible. Nobody can get to it. It's always really hot. <laughs> I mean, there's a there was there was no French race for a long time, and everybody was fine because Monaco is the French race. Yeah, like I did enjoy Charles Leclerc and his bit of the documentary. Being like, oh, it means a lot to me being Monegasque. Like, Matt, you're basically French. Like, no one even knows what the like Monaco thing <laughs> is. Like, I mean, it, it is pretty unique that you get someone to rise to that level. And uh, granted, it's basically the national sport. But like, <laughs> yeah. But but you know what I mean. Like no one know. Like I didn't know what like the what it, what would it be called? Like, demonym for someone from Monaco is. Oh, I, being I, Monegasque. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was like Monacan. Monacan. <laughs> They're just adding no, it's, like it's it's far no, it's too many bar. extra letters. No, it's <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try to work that joke in there. Well done. <laughs> Although that's pronounced Monaco bar, isn't it? For some oh, is it? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and now we're really off track. Beats me. They're better than Maximons, by the way. Anyway. Eh. <laughs> but yes, the French race. Bin it. Just, just bin it. We, if, we don't need the Scalitrics. Yeah, if we can bin the French race and then instead of the Russian one, if we can get both German races, that'd be great. Well, I don't know if I need both, but hold the whole season in Germany. <laughs> well, Philip Island, mate. Philip Island needs a race. Philip <laughs> Island. I mean, just, just, I guess on on that, I, that sort of leads into they have resurfaced parts of um, Albert Park. Yep. In a in a, an attempt to make it a bit faster, it's the sort of thing I guess because it's in a, because it's in a, in Australia. I guess I don't find it particularly interesting a track like i'm not a huge fan it's not terrible but it's not particularly memorable either like i wouldn't lose sleep if melbourne lost it certainly um i mean i prefer that australia has a grand prix i mean it's a it's a miracle we cannot lose it because we will not get it back um, <laughs> no. it's, a, it's a bit like it's a bit like the australian open it's like it's a miracle that that's a grand slam we, we can't lose it because it, it would never come back to the country um although we've already lost our yeah i guess we've it, lost our season opener status so it's only one small step. Yes, before we're punted to the, the, the end the, of the, the season. The Auckland Grand Prix. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's a Sydney Street Circuit. 
I'm telling you, I've been on this idea for like 15 years. <laughs> How old are you now? 27. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> been draw- been map- mapping it out on Google Maps for a long time. I'm ready. You know, for the F1's listening. I have yeah. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I couldn't even get the mutant time. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, it's good to have an Australian race back because we, obviously we've missed it for the last two years. Really good for those that get down to it. To um, yeah, it snuck up on me. CF one. It's only in a few weeks. Yeah, it's the sort of thing where it's like for me, it's too close to bother going. If that's a thing, it's <laughs> like if I, I feel like if I'm going to go to an F one race, I want to go like overseas, like overseas at a classic track or something, versus just Albert Park. Just with sitting with <laughs> sitting with the punters in like the last corner. <laughs> Whatever turn number but, that yeah, is. But it's also like it's the it's one of the only races in our time zone. I might as well watch it at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to waste it. Well, that's, that's yeah, exactly. the bad thing about losing Russia, because wasn't Russia in a pretty good time zone for us? I think uh Sochi worked on the European calendar, so that started about 10, 10, 11 at night. So yeah, it was decent. I mean, the racing itself wasn't particularly great i don't mean, really don't really care about that mate bottas will be devastated because that is easily <laughs> his best track <laughs> but yeah melbourne's obviously returning this year after a hiatus and then uh suzuka and montreal also coming back oh thank god amazing tracks both of those be good for sonoda as well to get his home race and for what has latifi raced it uh, would it be his third season F1? So he probably has. I don't know whether in front of fans though. Maybe. Did they race there in 2020? I don't know if they did. I can't remember. But yeah, great track. Same with Suzuka. Incredible. Suzuka's Get the cool. one that's it's got the like the, the weird like tunnel thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Or like the um, yeah. It's got the, the long sweeping corner. Yeah, just and an amazingly flowy track. Um, I'm very happy that we're going back to Zandvoort as well. Again, not not we, but what a <laughs> track. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but the only new track, I guess, on the calendar, new as in, you know, brand new, for the first time since 1959, the F1 is going to uh, Miami. So you're, on, you're, you're, obviously, <laughs> you're obviously at the last Miami Grand Prix back in 59, so just tell us a bit about it. Yeah. I mean, Graham Hill what, took the checkered flag. I don't know if he won, but it sounds like he might have. Or was it Fangio? Ascari? 1959. I'm Googling it. Miami. Who, who won the fit? Was it Graham Hill? Load the page. 1959 United States Grand Prix at the Sebring International Raceway in Florida was won by McLaren. Oh, Bruce McLaren. There you go. Fastest lap by... Who the hell is that? Morris Trintignant. Sterling Moss was pole. Didn't even podium in the end. Fraud. It's a three-minute lap. Yeah. That's too, that, uh, must, that, that must have been in the wet. Well, it's an, it's an eight-and-a-half-kilometer track. Actually, yeah, maybe not. That's five miles. What are they now, yeah. like three? Three miles? They're usually three to four-kilometer circuits, aren't or, they? Well, what's the... Um, well, Spa's the longest Wait, no, time no. now, isn't it? Yeah, it's about two minutes. Um, 
That is just under seven Ks. Actually, I think standard race is like, it's like 4.5 to like six is like the kilometers usual. Yeah. Oh, no, like four to four to five, five and a half, because that, that gives you about a one minute 30. Yeah. Well, Spa is just under seven. So, yeah. But Spa is also, yeah. Um, the point is, yes, my, you have no takes on Miami, I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to know before you race it, but to be honest, it looks like a pretty boring circuit. Seems like it's a destination Grand Prix, right? Because it'd be really fun to be in Miami that weekend, CF1, whatever. It'd be great for the drivers. Well, when, you know, when, when is very it? similar to the to the NBA road trips in Miami. Well, right? it's 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 like surely you'd have it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a dumb. It's in May. It's just kind of there. There's nothing else going on in Miami. I mean, I, the Heat aren't making it. They're, they're not making the finals. No. <laughs> well, well, 8th of May, that'd be like, what, second round? Or maybe they're getting bounced at that time. Well, I mean, they're lucky that Bryn Forbes is in the other conference now. <laughs> well, maybe at least if they make the finals, we know they're not going to win. There's a, there's a crossover. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, it's just sort of, it's like around the, Hard Rock, isn't it? Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, Dolphins. it's part of that whole like Miami Gardens complex. Yeah, is it? Isn't it? There's like a. I haven't, to be honest. I looked at it at the time, and again, to be honest, I thought it was starting in 2023, not 22. So it did get me somewhat intrigued. Um, well, it's ten year contract, I, so I, get used to it. Oh god. <laughs> um, is it? Is it? They're going into the stadium or is it just around it? I can't remember. A bit like Mexico. Mexico? Yeah, is like Mex- Mexico in the stadium is at least cool. <laughs> um, but if it's just like around the stadium, like it's, who it, cares? The circuit, which will, I'm on Wikipedia now, the circuit which will be within the private Hard Rock Stadium grounds. Oh, you, with, <laughs> just like some old dude with a golf cart riding around. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's like the dolphins are like trying to train. Yes, yeah, like cars like having flying. their pre having their like off season workouts. Like who's the, who's their quarterback tour? Is like trying to throw balls and then like this drivers keep rolling into the um the circuit which will be held within the private Hard Rock Stadium grounds will use all new and existing roads within with the new permanent asphalt pathways of the circuit integrated into the Hard Rock Stadium grounds. The circuit will not, it's a temporary type circuit, which will not use any public streets that are located around the Hard Rock Stadium. So the way I'm reading it sounds like, yeah, it's just, I guess the stadium's just there. It's it's a showpiece for TV rather than. Yeah. And like fireworks will come off it other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. off. It doesn't. I mean, I'm not. Do we, well do we even really need a second American Grand Prix? Yes. I think okay. possibly a third. Remember, I was telling you about the Austin Grand Prix last year was the most attended Grand Prix of all time. All time. There's been like 1,050 of them. Uh, yeah, and they watched their team score no points again. Who did? The Americans, Haas. Ah, yes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, given the popularity of the sport has grown immeasurably in the last two, three years, given the the Netflix documentary and also I think the the coverage on, it's now on ESPN, I think, or is it now on NBC? Anyway, 
really irrelevant to us. Um, <laughs> I, I can't tell you. <laughs> given, given that, um, and the American investment in F1 itself, but also the teams are becoming more heavily invested by American investors. Like Williams now basically in a, like, you know, Doralton are an American company, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I think you need, you get, there's going to be three American races. There'll be probably at each point in the season. So Austin will stay at the end, Miami will be at the beginning, and then you probably get one in the middle around sort of Montreal time. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, I'm not particularly well versed in American tracks, but <laughs> there's a lot of racing that happens in the US. You can find better tracks than than this. Well, this is uh, this, this isn't the same track that they've raced on in the past in Florida, so it's a new track. But they've yeah. also had a Grand Prix in California, right? And well, there was a Detroit Grand Prix which everyone hated. Well, there was obviously the Indianapolis one, which was uh, the fast Indiana, one, yeah. where only six cars started because there was a tire issue. Um, plus, Watkins Glen—that's that's a racetrack, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I, people want to race at Watkins Glen again. I've heard that. Yeah, New York. Um, but that, Formula yeah. Formula E race on a pier in Brooklyn. I'm, that's not particularly feasible for F1, but it looks amazing. <laughs> But yeah, the backdrop so, yeah. over the carts, yeah. Well, that, that sounds a little bit like monarchan, so to speak. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the idea of having a destination race. The destination race here is like you've got a street circuit around a football stadium, and it's more just about... Oh, right, Miami. Miami. You, meant, you said here. I thought you meant like here is in like Melbourne? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> By no means is... Don't get, don't, do not get this wrong, Melbourneians. By no means is <laughs> Melbourne a destination race. <laughs> Melbourne was a work your way in at the right time. <laughs> Don't let it go. Exactly. Um, well, they, which they, they, they if, you, if you hear from people that were watching at the time, they much preferred the Adelaide circuit as well. No, my dad which, has always said like he prefers to go back to Adelaide than Melbourne. Yeah, which was actually the season decider. Yeah. At the, at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I'm taking a pretty hard stance on this Miami race without seeing a race there, but... It it doesn't inspire much. No, well, um, I mean, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I guess, like I said, it's the financial reasons for being there. I guess makes sense because it's people will go to this. There's the the added benefit of being in Miami. Um, okay, I'll like put I said, you on, Austin, Yeah, I'll put you on the Austin spot. Austin was then. the most attended race of all time. Yeah, I'll put you on the spot. Who waves the checkered flag at this Miami Grand Prix? Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. This is, interesting. This, is, this is interesting. I've got my answer, but I want to hear what you're... you got your answer. I don't think it's going to be as Miami specific as you think. Yeah. Okay. However, well, I've got F1, two answers, I, two specific answers. I, uh, we, may, we may have the same one because I think F1 is big enough to pull this off. I think The Rock is going to do it. Okay. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, the Rock is Miami. Well, my first thought was DJ Carlin. No, no, not big enough. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He is Miami. <laughs> like but, but if you if you say that, that, that they'll, they'll there will, there will, there's going to be an Aoki concert at this F1 event. I can guarantee you that. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, he'll set, he'll he'll do a concert in Melbourne. 
Give it all for free. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, my other option was Tom Brady. Okay, yeah, that's 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 more feasible, certainly. You know, Tampa, um, Miami, what's the difference? Tampa, Tom. I, Tom I mean, you, you did say you put me on the spot, but I'm very, I'm not particularly crazy confident in it. But I, I think the rock, I think it's going to be the rock. I mean, he did the Super Bowl intro. He did. He's he, he's exceptionally available for the right price. Are you, are you saying it's going to be a hologram <laughs> of Tupac waving the checkered flag? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I've got to look up now. Has the Rock been to an F one race? Oh Jesus! You, good luck googling that. What do you reckon the chances of Vin Diesel doing it are? Vin Diesel or Dominic Toretto? Oh okay. What about if they had like they a hologram they of Paul Walker? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I think F1 in its current state, given the fact that they're doing this Miami thing, they would be desperate enough to try some sort of Fast and the Furious thing here when they get them all down there. <laughs> and it'd, it'd be a shame that John Cena wouldn't be there. He said he, he, said he was, but nobody. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> The Rock has not, the Rock has not one, been doing F1. He's not been to do it. No, I, actually, to be honest, the, the execution was not there. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Um, much more excited about this rock idea. <laughs> or, or are you more excited about your rock idea or the Sydney street circuit? Oh, Sydney street circuit. Hands down. It's going to happen. Half of the bridge. Okay. Well, well, last year when we did this, we, you know, we had questions like I, I posed questions like, um, you know, who's going to be the top scoring rookie in the next race winner. There's only, one There's only one rookie, so I think, and the answers are all pretty default this year. I think, well, obviously, Joe, default rookie top scorer, but one of the other questions was who's going to be the next first time race winner? And Russell. Yeah, well, can I finish my bit first? <laughs> and I think we both said George Russell on the caveat that he would end up in Mercedes at some point throughout the season. Yeah. But now, but now it's just like, It'd be like a dollar zero zero five. Are we talking about who gets it? Uh, what's the question again? Who gets it first? Who's the next first time race winner? Uh, okay, I think I. The thing is, I think I wrote that question in the preface that there would only be one, but this year it could be multiple. To, like I think there's an absolute realistic chance of a Russell or Science or a Norris win. Yeah. On on merit. Well, actually, yeah, it, it depends, I guess, on you know how much of the Mercedes is smoke and mirrors as well. Of course. Um, but even if we're talking about competitive six-car races, I mean, yeah, if Ferrari's included in that group, I don't see any. Science was incredible last year. Yeah. Um, four podiums? Three, three, four podiums? I think he ended up, he ended up beating Leclerc. Insane. Yeah, comfortably. Um, and sort of under... Oh, no, sorry, five points. Under... So, comfortably, <laughs> comfortably, five, five points. Um, I mean, four, if four Leclerc podiums, had, yeah. if Leclerc had been able to start Monaco, I think it's fair to say he would have won. Um, yeah. So maybe there is an asterisk there as to whether Science um, really beat him. But again, Leclerc history, did, history doesn't he did, care he about did, the. He did, 
Exactly. Like Kvyat beat Ricardo one season, and I hate that. <laughs> oh my boy. Because it was just like, there's no way. How how did this happen? Um, but I mean, yeah, Russell would be my first choice there. And then if we're talking about, I mean, I think all three could probably do it. Really, like you said, it depends on how the cars shake out. Well, okay, then um, in, a, in a vacuum, Norris or Science. Jesus. Um, probably say Norris. He's basically already done it, but like Science has almost done it like twice or once, once or twice. Was he second behind Gasly? I think he was. Um, he was the, yeah, I mean, in 2020, he was the, yeah, chasing yeah. Gasly and his engineer was saying, don't like lose the second. Yeah. Like, Shut up. I want to win, basically. But I mean, like, Norris won Russia, like, as far as I'm concerned. Like, ridiculous crescendo of events to end up him. Did he even score points? I don't think so. Se- seventh. Like, he came seventh. Oh, he came seventh. Okay. Um, for some reason, I thought he came 11th, but anyway, it's sort of irrelevant. But yeah, like, he dominated that race. Um, Ricardo fourth, just another outperforming of the Norris. <laughs> I remember saying to you at the time, he ended up still beating him. That's another one for the... <laughs> The scorecard. Um, yeah, I guess I'd pick. I mean, it's pretty even for me to be honest. I think both will finish their careers certainly as winners. I don't. Um, F one's uh, everyone's a, a winner. Every F one's a bit more of an open. Uh, if it's a weird thing to say, given that we've come out of this sort of Mercedes era of dominance, and we may be going into an era of dominance for Red Bull, but like Mercedes, in um, the sport itself is in a bit more of an open field now where you uh, you get those sort of random winners like Gasly and Ocon um, based off random chance events whereas you know previously it would be like oh my god the top three have spun out and Bottas wins <laughs> or, oh my god Hamilton has got a 39 place grid penalty 25 second penalty and he still wins <laughs> it just it seemed like the crazy thing was for those cars to podium and now the crazy thing is okay they can actually win um yeah like a few years ago when like stroll got that third in baku well a few years ago it was like if you went back to the 10 most previous first time winners you got guys that had already retired it was like rosberg and weber were like within the 10 most recent first time winners um not that winning a race is becoming devalued, but I think it is the chances are open now. And obviously there are more races per year. So evidently there's going to be more opportunity. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess well, to uh, yeah. round out the question. George Russell. I'd say, yeah, Russell, like I said before, but yeah, Science and Norris, certainly. Do, who do you think is most likely to shithouse a podium then? Like there's Ooh. like a scenario where it's like Sonoda because Sonoda came fourth in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So well, I think there, there was 13 podiums last year. I think different guys got podiums. Well, yeah. Let, let's go through Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, Perez, Sainz, Norris, Leclerc, Ricardo, Gasly, Alonso. That's ten. Um, Russell, o- Ocon one, so that's eleven. Vettel twelve. Yeah. George Russell. Russell, 13. Yep. 13 guys. Yeah. Is that what you said? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is, yeah, like you said, this is odd, right? Because, like, do you count somebody like somebody that's already podiumed? 
Like if Alonso got a podium, like I would, does that really count? Well, I, I considering the car, I guess, yeah, it kind of does. Okay. Um, I'm not saying like I'd be shocked because we've got a very small field then. Because if you look at the guys coming in, Albon's got a podium, Magnussen's got a podium. So, well, I guess, yeah, like you said, like Sonoda is probably the one where it's like, because um, all the other guys have really been on podiums. That's what I said. Like, everyone, like, even, yeah, the like, new guys yeah. in. Now, Albon's got one, Magnussen's got one. It's just like, oh, five, yeah, even Albon's got one. Yeah. It's, it's like five guys who haven't. <laughs> yep, Sonoda. Actually, are there five, even five guys who haven't? Who would it be? Like would it be Latifi, Joe, Latifi, Snowda, Sh- Schumacher, Joe, and yeah, that's it. Well, who are we missing? No, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Snowda. He's no. Well, it would have been Mazepin as well, but obviously Magnussen had. Yeah, no, I'm, think, I'm looking current. at like Raikkonen had one as well, obviously, but he didn't. Yeah, well, he had one, did he? <laughs> yeah, 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 he just scraped one. <laughs> Got a third in a race for like 12 cars, crashed out. Um, I, can, I can see Sonoda having a good day. You know, he ended the season well. I mean, you say it that was... his last like five races were retired 15th, 13th, 14th, and then the fourth. Yeah, fourth. He ended the season well. <laughs> <laughs> he started the season well too. Ninth. <laughs> 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 he really <laughs> bookended the season. <laughs> and only retired oh three times. And a, and a DNS. And a, yeah, Ugh. woof. Oh dear. Well, that's all the questions I've got. I think, yeah, one, a very serious one came through on Twitter that I, I want you to answer from Liam. Which of the team principles could you beat in a fight? Could I beat in a fight? Well, you personally, yes. He thinks all of them except Toto and maybe Gunther. Oh, nobody, nobody's touching Steiner. No. Um... He'd hike you up the mountain and throw you off. I just want to take stock photo shots with him. <laughs> what of <be> his friend? <laughs> it's a shame Cyril wasn't wasn't on the grid because I can imagine manhandling him, <laughs> just getting just getting him in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like Zach Brown would give you some lip too. Well, I don't Zach think Brown, he'd be easy. Uh, I don't Brown's think he'd be. Okay, well, Andreas Seidel's not taking any shit either, mate. Yeah, he's also not the um, <laughs> team principal. Yeah. Um, isn't there like some old Delt? Like, what, what's his name? Uh, Otmar. Well, he's not a team principal anymore because he, he got not? dropped. He got dropped by Aston, and then theoretically he should show up at Alpine sometime this year. Oh, okay. Because well, obviously, I don't know whether you've seen, but BWT are now the main sponsors of Alpine. And I think that was a. There's a connection there to yeah. uh, best, best water technology. <laughs> I mean, we need him back on the grid because he's probably the best one that ends up on the sky coverage. Yeah. Do, do you reckon the... you could beat? Do you reckon you could beat Horner? I don't know. I mean, he, he he's got to stop complaining. <laughs> there, there there is a section in the in the documentary where he talks about that he could beat Toto on a fight. 
I was like, eh. Oh, is that where that's come from then, maybe? So Toto's like 6'5". Yeah, he's quite, he's quite large. <laughs> yes, he's a sizable human. He's like just below average height for an NBA player. He's also, he'd open his mouth and then you'd get that thick accent and you're like, no, not <laughs> Christian, no, there's this a, isn't right. There's a very get to the chopper <laughs> type of, and it's like, no. I mean, you can definitely, you know, he's definitely got private aerial transport. So <laughs> you just imagine he's like calling out to his, like, what's that, Susie and his kids like, get to the chopper. <laughs> Same as... Franz Tost is a hard ass as well. I don't. I wouldn't go anywhere near him. <laughs> is he the Alpha Tari guy? I think he still is. Yeah. I reckon. Oh, Bernardo, easy. Yeah, it's I was me. gonna. I was about to bring it up. Yeah, he's just he just try and make you a coffee and then talk about um, <laughs> talk about briskola. I don't. I don't reckon you could take out anybody from Alpha Tari because, like Helmut Marco as well, seems like you know the you know the scene in um, Happy Gilmore where he gets beat up by. Um, is it Bob Barker? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. at the um, at the pro am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like the prices are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I imagine it would be with Helmut Marker. <laughs> oh, after that very serious discussion, I guess we'll we'll end it on predictions. So you know, just the driver and constructor. Uh, I think. Verstappen is the comfortable, presumptive favourite for the drivers' championship, and he needs. There's still that he needs to legitimise. Like I mean, he shouldn't need to, but he needs to legitimise last year's title by winning it this year. Um, because yeah, for as much as well, it, it's only a it's, a it's a what do you call it? Like it's. It's going to happen at some point. He's going to win a second one because he's, what, 12 years younger than Lewis. So it's just, it's going to happen. Yeah, well, safe. But I, I guess he needs to win it against Lewis is what Red I'm saying. Bull. Well, I mean, he needs to win it immediately. Because it's like, I mean, honestly, how much longer is Lewis going to go on? That's what I'm saying. Look, I like, think there's a chance that if Lewis wins it this year, that's it, he ducks his out. I sort of say that every year, but it becomes more and more... That is how time works, yep. Yeah. Um, LeBron's retiring this year. You heard it here first. Is it, Lewis Hamilton is in the 37 club, right? He's he's a year below LeBron. 80, he's oh, okay. 80, 85. But aren't they technically the same age? Oh, they're like a week apart, actually, yeah. Year 37. But they're born in different years. <laughs> oh, yeah, but like the 37 thing, you know, the... Lewis is going to go out and drop 50. Wait, who are we talking about? It's actually Lewis Hamilton Labalestier. Oh, yeah, he's changed his name, isn't he? I wonder how serious they're going to get with that because obviously he's he's also a night night bachelor of which they don't really put Sir Lewis on his, like the title cards that come up. For F1, like you know, Crofty says, "Oh, Sir Lewis," like it's some as like a you know thing, but it's not like it's when it comes up on the poll winner dot dot Sir Lewis Hamilton. So it'd be interesting uh, what happens there with that. Yeah, night back. But but yes, like I said, um, 
yeah, I think Max is going to, because the Red Bull seems to, it's probably still going to be the best car. Um, yeah, as I said earlier in the piece, <laughs> it was the best driver comfortably last year. So resuming the status quo, like a, a lot needed to sort of his problems and then break Lewis's way also. Yeah. Um, to to even get down to, to that point. Um, I don't think there's any reason to to say not. Um, but like I said, I guess that's the intrigue of this year is that Verstappen is trying to legitimise last year's title. And I guess Lewis is trying to delegitimise it whilst also, you know, mm-hmm. chasing, overtaking Schumacher. Um, yeah. And then constructor, what, Mercedes? I don't know, because I don't know how much more dominant Red Bull are going to be. But I mean, I guess, like like we were discussing, if you sort of status quo, then yeah, I think Mercedes can, can win it again, maybe even by more. But Especially I guess they've got a second driver about... now. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. We haven't spoken about Perez a lot. Um, but there is also the chance that he becomes more comfortable in the Red Bull in the second year and looks a lot better. Not that he was terrible. And, you know, maybe that's the archetype going forward that you can... You need just the support driver, um, which ironically is never really there to support you, but um, you just need guy banking points, not getting into trouble finishing the race rather than up there fighting with you for the win, potentially coming together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess pick Mercedes for that, although I wouldn't be surprised if Red, if Red Bull are a considerably better car, then they could probably just run away with it. Not gonna, not gonna go out in a limb and say Ferrari because, like I said earlier, that assumes the competence. <laughs> Ferrari, mamma mia! Yeah, I, can I just be boring and mirror yours? Yeah, let's do that. Sure. Uh, George Russell's going to win the championship. That'd be great. That'd be all my vindication right there. And uh, McLaren for constructors. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked. We haven't talked about McLaren at all because it just sort of last year yeah, was thought, the year where it's like, oh, they're yeah. going to make the jump. Well, last year, I mean, we ran through team by team, and that just kind of dragged a bit. So I didn't want to do that again this year. So just the storylines popped up. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I don't think there's really much to talk about with McLaren. They're a known quantity now. Yeah, well, hopefully Ricardo takes some of the momentum that he had the the end of the year on going forward. It's very similar to his second year at Renault. You would assume that. Um, it's going to be much closer to Lando. Again, you say finish end of the year strong. One point's finished in his last five races. Did he? Yeah, fifth in Saudi Arabia. But the 12th in Mexico, retired in Brazil, 12th in Qatar, fifth, and then 12th in Abu Dhabi. What happened in Abu Dhabi? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Too busy looking at the front. Well, I consider Monza an end of the year thing because he they had back-to-back weeks where they would... Well, he beat Lando. Three and four, yeah. actually, because he had won Monza, fourth in Russia, and then well, 13th in Turkey, but then fifth in Austin. Actually, I feel I feel like that's sort of a thing with F1. It's um, it's very similar to NBA award races. If you start the seat, whatever you start the season as and get to the mid-season as, that's how you remember the season. <laughs> yeah, because he, he had a lot better start to the season just from his own personal, obviously, the, the race win aside, just as a general points tally. Anyway, 
but yeah, I think well, we, we see McLaren and for well, Ferrari's in it to win, obviously, but they're probably fighting with McLaren again for that third place constructor. That's usually like that. That tier is the goal. You got Mercedes yeah. and Red Bull one, two, and then you know Ferrari, McLaren is that third place battle, and then you know the, the midfield, and then you know whoever's. The I guess drag- you see as well how how serious is that the break issue that people are talking about. If it's not necessarily that serious, maybe they can. Maybe that maybe it's a four team battle. I know that's probably a lot to ask. Um, frankly, a three team seems a lot. Uh, but yeah, like, like, I'm I not going to believe McLaren hype or Ferrari hype until I see like the first race. Well, Monza, Monza last year was as much on merit as like any other win. Well, we talked about it when era. it happened. We spoke about it on this on this show on this show. But on you know, like this we, show, we spoke about it when it was like you know, Ricardo beat Verstappen into the turn, and then he was also he was already first before, like he was first as the accident happened. Yeah, it's not like a Gasly or an Ocon. If anything, Norris is the one who got lucky because he was fourth, I think, at the time. Mm. But uh, if any Norris stands find this, they're not going to be happy. No. <laughs> they won't find it. It's fine. All right. I- I'd say that's enough. Uh, anything to plug? Nope. <laughs> Uh, not not oh, even no. the, not, not even the internet. I mean, sure, if you want to use it. If not, I mean, studies suggest that you're probably better off without it. So. <laughs> well, the studies from the Amish and the Luddites. <laughs> oh, actually, yes. Okay, studies suggest that you probably are better off with it. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, and always, as always, That's, just drop it. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I always, I've always been pro-internet. I don't know what you're... Are you going to say I've always been anti-Amish? <laughs> well, no comment. Um, I get, well, they're definitely not going to find this, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, as always, you can find the podcast on all the good networks. You know, networks, is that even the right word? Spotify, Apple... Google. This, the production value of this of this quote unquote show is supposed to go up a lot on this quote unquote network. Yes, find us on on all the good podcast platforms: Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and even some not so good ones like Stitcher and SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, that that was funny. Okay, yeah, I got to find my own laugh track. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Beyond T Fence, beyondthefence.com.au, sporadic articles. Um, other than that, yeah, thank you for listening. Leave a rating uh, if that's your thing, and we'll see you next time.